0: Why continue to live in pain and suffering when you don't have to? You have the power of decision right now to turn to the Lord and accept and receive the gift that God has for you.
1: Welcome to The Healing Word, a radio ministry of the Largo Community Church. Here's Pastor Jack Morris with today's message that will grow your faith in God and lead you to a closer walk with Jesus.
0: Today's message is entitled, Hope beyond suffering god has an ultimate answer for suffering if there's any pain emotional mental physical pain suffering in your life right now i believe god is here right now to hear and answer your prayer and to bring healing and wholeness to your emotions to your physical body uh, to you psychologically christ is the answer god has the ultimate answer The ultimate answer is Jesus. Look to Him, friend. Well, let's go into the sanctuary, hear the message, be built up in the faith by the Word of God and receive the blessing that God has prepared for you today. Now, the sermon outline is two main parts. The problem, the solution. So that should be rather easy to follow. That's all. The problem and the solution. The problem is... The suffering, the pain, the hurt, the agony, it's universal. We learned that last week. There isn't a place on earth or a person on earth that hasn't experienced suffering. Physical suffering and mental suffering. I understand that there are approximately 7.13 million people on this earth. That means there are a billion, billion. Seven point one three billion people are hurting today. There's a problem somewhere. In your life, in your marriage, with your parents, with your children, with your job, with your finances, with your emotions, with your sadness, with your sorrow. There's a problem. And some people are experiencing. A number of problems but we have an answer God has given us the answer the answer is Jesus Christ is the answer to all our needs now God designed mankind with a beautiful design and a beautiful purpose found in two words anybody remember those two words from last Sunday you were here weren't you <laughs> some of you were love relationship say that love relationship god has put the ability and the capacity of love and relationship in every human being and we can sum it all up why did god create me for love and for relationship that you might receive love and give love and that you might live in relationship we're in a relationship today. We're singing together. We're in the house of God together. Uh, we're in relationship. So we're created with that capacity and that ability. Our first parents had that love and that relationship with God. It was beautiful, it was perfect, and it was pure. And because they had a love relationship with God, Adam and Eve had a love relationship with one another. Sometimes our marriages are a reflection of our spirituality and of our relationship with the Lord. But this is the unconscionable thing that happened. Adam and Eve, our first parents, your parents, my parents, they had that wonderful relationship with God, love. They loved God. God loved them. God walked with them in the cool of the the day uninterrupted fellowship they had it with God and then of all things unconscionable yes they walked away from it can you imagine anybody walking away from pure love and a pure relationship with God God never walked away from them they walked away from God now how did it happen when they rejected God's Word God God said, look, Adam and Eve, you can do anything in all the world that you want to do except one thing. And so God put that tree and said, don't eat of that tree because in the day you eat thereof, you'll surely die. If God hadn't put that tree there, that meant Adam and Eve couldn't have sinned. Everything they did or would have done would have been all right with God. So God said to himself, I'm sure I don't want a robot. I want love that comes by the choice of the will. So I'll give them just one little thing and I'll ask them, just just don't do that. And everything will be just beautiful for all eternity. And lo and behold, they did it. Can you imagine them doing such a thing as that? The tempter came to Adam and said, did God really say that? Did God really say that you'll die Now, come on, Adam, think this thing through. You're a logical thinking man. You've got a brain. Did God really say that? You see, the devil immediately sowed doubt. And that's where the breaking point came. When the devil sowed doubt, he listened, Adam did, to what the devil was saying. And then the devil turned and said, you will not certainly die. Satan, who are you to contradict God God said Adam you will die and then you come along and say you won't die you see Jesus said the devil is the father of all lies there was no such thing on this earth as a lie until the devil gave birth to it a lie is the child of the devil you'll not surely die certainly that won't happen Adam I'll tell you what will happen you will have godlike powers. You will know right from wrong. You will have power. You see that's all of us want power, don't we 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 want to control no, we don't want anybody to tell us what to do we We want power, we want control and this is what the enemy appealed to Adam and said, "You will have godlike powers and adam said hey that that sounds pretty good." Sounds all right to me. You know, I'll be just like God. And Adam followed and disobeyed and went against God. Now, the same thing is being relived today throughout the world. The desire for power, the desire for glory, the desire to be put on a pedestal, the desire to be seen, the desire to be somebody And this is is what the devil is doing and saying to people today. Did God really say that? Did God give those ten commandments? People will say, well, let's look at them today. That was given thousands of years ago. Maybe we ought to reinterpret that today. But God's word is forever settled in heaven and God's word will never change because God will never change. And so we, we can't debate God's word. God said what he said and he meant what he said. And there it is forever. Heaven and earth will pass away but the word of God will never pass away. Did God really say that? You see Adam and Eve wanted to live by their own rules and that's how we are for the most part today. We want to live by our own rules. We want to do it our way. Hey, am I I telling you the truth today? We want to do it our way we want to live by our own rules God gave Adam and Eve the gift of choice what a wonderful gift that is the gift of choice and Adam used that gift of choice to choose to disobey God he took the gift of God and threw it right back in God's face again God don't tell me to live by your word don't tell me how to interpret marriage and family. Don't tell me I need to go to church. Don't tell me these things. I don't believe it, God. I'm not going to do it. And God said, yes, but you will surely die. And all men are dying physical deaths, but they're dying spiritual deaths before they die the spiritual death. So we are, are interpreting God's word according to our desires, our whims, our wishes, Because we have a friend that is living a certain lifestyle, we'll say, hey, maybe that's all right. You know, that's a little, he's a good man. She's a good woman. And so we put a lot of that human logic into it only to destroy our own thinking and our own relationship with God. Friend, when you go against God's word, listen to me now. When you go against God's word, there are consequences. Did you ever hear that? You break the law, you're going to pay the fine. Well, if I get caught, hey, God catches everybody. (laughs) Yeah. There are consequences. So Adam broke God's word, not thinking of the consequences, but, oh, the consequences. And you and I are living in those consequences today. Universal sickness, suffering, disease, poor mental health. It's, it's sad, so very, very sad. Now, I've got a question. I think I've heard this question. Maybe you've heard this question. Here's the question. Why should I be punished because of something Adam did? You ever hear that? Why should I be punished for something he did? Now, first, I'm going to put it real real quick. You're not being punished because of of, of, uh, something Adam did. You and I are being punished because we're children of Adam, because we have the gene of Adam within us. You see, a gene is a unit of heredity transferred from a parent to an offspring that results in some characteristic in that offspring. You see, Adam sinned. And then Adam and Eve had children. If they had had children before they sinned, they would have given birth to purity. But now that disobedience has entered into them, the germ of sin has corrupted their genes. Now with corruptible genes, they pass on corruptible genes into their children. And on down the line, you see, I have and you have your parents' genes in you. And your parents had, your grandparents have genes in them. And those genes, corruptible, death, dying, no one's gonna make it out of this world alive. We're all gonna die. It's appointed unto man, wants to die, we're gonna die. But we're dying spiritually before we die spiritually, uh, before we die physically. So we have these corruptible genes within us. And Adam, now a sinner, Lost, separated from God, gives birth to Cain and Abel. Look at the genes that they have. The genes of bloodshed and murder. You and I have those same genes in us. There's where the problem comes. We are children of Adam. But Jesus came to rescue us, to deliver us, to forgive us, to heal us, to save us, and to impart into us the genes of God. There's only one hope, and that is through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Can you say praise the Lord?
1: Praise God for Jesus. Pastor Morris will return in a moment with the conclusion of today's message following this important invitation.
0: Celebrate the birth of Jesus the entire month of December, not just one day, December the 25th. May the whole month be a celebration of Jesus' birth by remembering and rejoicing why He came. To take our sins to the cross. December can be like no other. Come celebrate Jesus this Sunday at the Largo Community Church, Bowie, Maryland. Website largocc.org. Phone number 301 249 2255. I'm Pastor
1: Jack Morris. Now let's rejoin Pastor Jack Morris for the conclusion of today's message. What is sin?
0: Sin is just basically this, fundamentally this. Sin is just doing something that God doesn't want you to do. I don't know any other clear way of saying it other than that. It's just doing something God doesn't want you to do. And that's what Adam and Eve did. There is corruption in the world. There is death and dying. There is pain and guilt. There is suffering, sorrow. That's how we describe the human race today. That's the problem. What are we going to do with the problem? Okay, let's move to point B, the solution. Jesus is referred to as the second Adam. The first Adam lost it all for us. One man did all of this. Thank God for his mercy and his grace that he looked upon a world lost, completely helpless. To help itself and God sent another man God sent the first man and the first man messed everything up and we got his genes now God has sent a second man called the second Adam his name is Jesus see Adam only thought of Adam he never thought of his wife he never thought of his children he only thought I can be smart I can have knowledge I can have power. You see, that's what the devil told him he could have. And so that's what he thought he could have. He only thought of himself. And that's how sin is. Sin is very selfish. Sin says, how does it make me feel? And then we go for it. Sin is never, how does that affect somebody else? No, sin is, how does that make me feel? Adam sinned against the Lord, thinking only of himself. Jesus came, the second Adam, and Jesus thought only of us, even when he was on the cross. And they said, If you're the Son of God, come down from the cross. He wasn't thinking of his pain and his suffering, he was only thinking of us. And he stayed on the cross. Now, as Satan came to Adam and tempted Adam and talked to Adam and had a conversation with Adam, the scripture says Jesus was led into the wilderness by the Spirit. And that same tempter, the same devil that talked to the first Adam, now is going to talk to the second Adam and present basically the same option. Brought him up high, showed Jesus the kingdoms of the world, and said, now, if you'll just fall down and worship me, it'll all be yours. All the glory and all the power, it'll all be yours. The same exact temptation ...that he put to Adam, the first Adam. And what did Jesus say? Away from me, Satan. Away from me. Friend, temptation is going to come to every person. It's here. The devil, like a roaring lion, wants to devour every one of us. But when that comes, temptation isn't sin. But when it comes, just like it came to Jesus... Away from me, Satan. When that doubt comes, when that feeling comes, when that thought about that other person comes, away from me, Satan. Don't entertain it. It'll pull you down. Look to the Lord. He will lift you up, and he will bless you. God's love is in Jesus Christ. God sent Jesus on a mission of mercy to rescue us. Now why does God love us so? Why didn't he say Adam. You and your posterity. You Cain and Abel. You and your daughters. Go into damnation forever. I gave you everything. And you threw it back into my face. Why would God turn around and say. And say I'm going to rescue my, my people. I'm going to rescue them because we couldn't rescue ourselves nothing that we could do and so god now is going to love us not going to he always has but he's now going to rescue us i think of the story of the prodigal son when the father saw the son coming the father went out to meet the boy when he went out to meet him he didn't run down there and say you rascal I worked hard all my life, saved my money, your mother and I. And then you took half of my savings and your mother's savings and you squandered it on harlots. Did he say anything like that? No, he never reminded him of his sin. Neither will God remind you of your sin. You know what God will do with your sin? He'll forgive it. He'll forgive it. And Christians, Christians, we need to confess our sins. There's not a perfect person on this earth or in this church today. Not a one of us myself included. Not a one of us. We need to go before God in pure repentance. No, the father ran. The father put his arms around that boy. The father said, let's have a party. Kill the fatted calf. Put new clothes on him. Put sandals on his feet. Put a ring on his finger. We're going to celebrate. This, my son, was lost. Now, here's, here it is, those three words, this, my son, That's why he ran to meet him. That's why he put new clothes on him and a ring on his finger, sandals on his feet. That's why they killed the fatted calf. This my son. This my daughter. This my son. That's what he's saying. He's looking at you today as a son, as a daughter, to love you, to save you, to bless you, to do something good for you. But you have to ask him. You have to come home like the prodigal son. You have to come to Jesus. Boy, when Jesus sees you coming the father's going to start running toward you he'll bless you he'll meet you he'll help you god will never stop loving you even though you lose completely your relationship with him even throughout all eternity he'll never stop loving you i have had a dear friend he's in heaven now a minister he may have been a year or two older than me uh, he a dear friend we started out in the ministry together we did hardly know each knew each other back then when we started out but we we were both brought into the the what were they called the holy orders of of ministry and i followed him all of his life and he followed me and our lives begin to come closer and closer together through the years i knew his wife i knew his children beautiful beautiful family and uh this dear brother this dear man he, he was a great preacher he, good preacher he preached in churches that i used to pastor and and i've preached with him and so one time he told me the story right before he died I, I didn't know it he only pastored these little churches he never had a very much of a salary at all just a just a small income and he saved some money through the years now he's an old man put it in the bank and because of his health and his wife's health he made his daughter power of attorney and uh, he was off on a mission and he comes home and he needed some money and so he goes to the bank and he goes into the banker and he said i want to withdraw some money and the banker looked at him and he said reverend you don't have any money your daughter came in here three months ago and she took every dime out of your. she closed your account The daughter was going through a divorce she has children she ran up big bills she knew there were several thousand dollars there and that poor pastor ended up with absolutely nothing he almost died a pauper i preached his funeral i know what i'm talking about i knew those daughters those little girls when they were just little tiny things saw them grow up And I asked my my pastor friend, I said, called the daughter. I said, is it possible she can pay you back? He shook his head and go. Said, she doesn't have anything. This divorce, she's lost everything. And he spoke in such glowing, loving terms about that girl that so took everything that he had. He never stopped loving her. Never stopped loving her. That's what I'm saying. No matter what you've done, where you've gone, if you'll come to Jesus, that's a big if. But for whatever reason, I don't know why you wouldn't come to Jesus because God still loves you to forgive you, to love you, to embrace you, and to bring you in. Why continue to live in pain and suffering when you don't have to? You have the power of decision right now to turn to the Lord and accept and receive the gift that God has for you.
1: We hope that today's message has been a blessing and has strengthened your faith in God. But before we go, here is Pastor Jack Morris with some concluding thoughts.
0: There is hope beyond suffering. Jesus is God's ultimate answer to your need and my need and to all the needs of the world. Whatever the need is, physical, spiritual, whatever, whatever. Jesus is the answer. Look to Him, friend, right there in your home where you are. Look to Him He is there to answer your prayer and to bring glory and blessing into your life. It's been a joy being with you.
1: Be sure to tune in tomorrow at this same time for another edition of The Healing Word. Until tomorrow, blessings on you.